Minor League Baseball can be described as many things. Family fun entertainment is the phrase that most commonly comes to mind. But there's another word that truly details the inner workings of this massive organization. Fickle. Rules constantly being added and adjusted. Rosters changing daily. Teams relocating or rebranding year after year. Stadiums both torn down and born anew simultaneously. But the most volatile of them all, the affiliation. The breaking of bonds from one major league club to align with another can truly be a gut-wrenching experience. For players and front office members, yes, but mostly for the fans. Fans who've grown up cheering on their favorite major league team's future stars as they climb their way up the organizational ladder. Fans who give their heart, sweat, and tears to make sure these young up-and-comers are able to continue playing the game they love. Following the 2018 season, the West Virginia Power were struck with this variable switcheroo as a 10-year fruitful partnership with the Pittsburgh Pirates wrote its final chapter. But with one door closing, another opened as the power shifted its sights as far west as they could, exchanging black and gold for blue, east coast for west coast, Pirates for Mariners. With the new affiliation, there comes a whole new crop of players with stories yet to be told. That is what this is all about, a place where you can go beyond the diamond, peel back the curtains, and we can give you, our faithful fans, a more profound and wide-scale look at the next Seattle Mariners. Welcome to our brand new West Virginia Power podcast. This is Expanding the Grid. Back out here at Appalachian Power Park inside the home radio booth, David Kahn with you. Welcome to the first edition of Expanding the Grid a brand-new West Virginia Power podcast where we aim to give you, the fans, an inside look at some of the stories of the next future Seattle Mariners. It's a brand-new affiliation, the 15th year of Power Baseball, and an all-star game on the horizon. We certainly cannot wait to share so many different things with you, and we are very excited about this new avenue. However, I'm not alone this year in this podcast. We have a new member of the Power Broadcast booth. John Kosas was my assistant last year. He has since moved on to be the voice of the Hagerstown Suns here in 2019. So... A new assistant enters into the booth and gets to share his thoughts with West Virginia Power fans alike. We welcome Kyle Yeomans to the broadcast booth. Kyle, welcome to West Virginia. Well, thank you very much. Been here for a couple weeks now and finally getting to actually get on air and, and get a podcast under the belt. So it's been fun. I love this area already. I've already fallen in love with the, the Kanawha Valley and, and everything involved with it. So it should be a fun 2019 season. And he's already learned some of the pronunciations. Kanawha Valley yep. had to deal with hurricane versus hurricane <laughs> yep. last it, year, last weekend at the showcase. Well, what else was it? Was it Cable and Cable? Cable and Cable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Coming from Texas, it it's a little bit tougher. Some of these because I thought Kanawha was the Kanawha or uh, Kana- I don't even Kanawha. Yeah, yeah, Kanawha right. or whatever I said originally, right. but I've already erased that from my mouth. Even Appalachian to Appalachian, because right. down in Texas, a lot of people it's call Appalachian, it the right. Appalachian Mountains. But here it is Appalachian. It is Appalachian, die, ride or die, no doubt about it. I won't get it wrong this year, I promise. So Kyle is from Texas, a University of North Texas grad, has been basically everywhere and anywhere in terms of broadcasting <laughs> in the state of Texas. You're the voice of Texas Lacrosse. You do Texas Motor Speedway stuff. Yeah. Uh, share with a little bit with the fans about who you are and where you've come from. Well, I was born and raised in Waco, Texas, and, of course, Waco being a little bit of Big 12 country, those who are West Virginia Mountaineer fans might think of Baylor first off, and I grew up, and, and I was a Baylor fan all the way throughout my childhood, and uh, ended up going to North Texas not because of uh, a lack of getting into Baylor or anything of that sort. It was because of the Dallas area. I fell in love with Dallas, Fort Worth, and uh, that big metroplex in North Texas. And then 
Also, just the school in general and the opportunities that were there from a broadcasting perspective really kind of opened the doors that I needed in order to get into my professional career. But like you said, yeah, uh, I've been the voice of Texas lacrosse. I host a, a Texas high school scoreboard show for football. That's how big Texas high school football is, is that there's a scoreboard show that's run by the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I do that every Friday in the fall uh, from their star facility in, in their podcast studios at their headquarters. And so that's a ton of fun. And then Texas Motor Speedway. I've got a race coming up uh, here in the next couple of weeks or in the next week, I guess. And uh, do all the NASCAR race weekends and IndyCar race weekends at Texas Motor Speedway. But, hey, baseball's my love. I played baseball all the way throughout high school and then uh, right up until the start of college. And it's always been my first love. And announcing baseball has also become that love for me as well. And being around that game, it gives me extreme, extreme excitement going into 2019 and my first year uh, as uh, an affiliated broadcaster because I've done college ball before. I haven't done any pro ball just yet, and, and I'm excited to get that opportunity alongside you for the 2019 season on the Jock and on the First Pitch app and, and tune in as well. So it should be a ton of fun, and I'm also excited about doing some uh, expanding the grid podcasting as well along the way. Yeah, so expanding the grid really kind of details the goal of this podcast. We want to go get a deeper look beyond just what's written about some of these players because some of these minor leaguers have not been written about yeah. at all. We want to tell you more than what's out there. We want to find out the nitty-gritty about these guys, get into some fun, get into some, some wacky things like we'll do on every episode, but we also want to find out what's kind of behind the player on the field, what's more than what they do you know, offensively or, or with the glove or on the mound. We, we want to really get to the, the bottom of the barrel in terms of what makes this player who they are. And that's really the goal of this podcast. So we'll have player interviews. Every homestand is our goal for this podcast. And we're going to have many different types of segments. We're going to share some favorite sound from interviews throughout the week. We're going to have a whole lot of different things going on with this podcast. And if you have any thoughts for this podcast, feel free to tweet myself at SportsCon4 on Twitter or tweet Kyle. Yeah, I'm at uh, at K- Kyle Yeoman. No, Kyle underscore Yeomans. I ch- I've changed it up a couple different Twitter times. Name. Yeah, I've changed it up, and it's Kyle underscore Yeomans, Y-O-U-M-A-N-S. So be sure to give us both a follow. And, yeah, hit us up with any ideas because just as much as it is is introducing the players to the fans, how about the fans to the players sometimes exactly. too? Let's, let's look at it both ways. It, it might only be a short time that they're in Charleston with the West Virginia Power, so let's let them enjoy that and get to know the people around them. So that's why we're starting this podcast up this season because we think it's a really opportune time to do something like this. Well, we've introduced somebody new. <laughs> we now have somebody old, and that's not a reference to Ooh. his age. That's just someone who has been here for a very long time and is a very loyal fan of Charleston, West Virginia, a very loyal fan of minor league baseball, and maybe the most unique fan I think I've ever experienced in my years in minor league baseball and in professional sports. It is Rod Blackstone. Rod, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Happy to do it. It's almost baseball season, and we're looking out at Appalachian Power Park in that wonderful field. And you're already wearing the power yellow, the sweater, and the tie as well. It looks I, really nice. I'm I like it. I might be losing the tie later in the day, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I do okay. team colors. Yeah, no, it looks good. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Rod is ready. Rod's actually in his UC color gear as ah. well with the uh, with the maroon and gold. So, uh, Rod, obviously, you know, you do a multitude of things. Uh, you teach at the University of Charleston. A sport marketing class, and yes. I was in that class earlier this morning. Of course, yeah. And, and preparing for UC Night with the West Virginia Power with yeah. our general manager, Jeremy Taylor. There we go. Always working, Rod Blackstone. So Rod mm-hmm. is a professor at the University of Charleston. Of course, you adjunct are known. Professor, adjunct professor, true. of course. Yeah. You are known as the Toast Man, and you've been the Toast Man for almost 30 
years. I mean, does that does that shock you? You've been there for oh, almost wow. 30 years? Well, we started leading the cheers in 1990 when the right. Wheelers won the championship, and that's how that started. Then 1992 is when Dennis Bastine said, hey, let's make toast at the ballpark. <laughs> right. So right. I've been doing that since 1992, but yeah, that is a long time. I'm As I usually tell people who say, that's really cool, I say, yes, I'm really old and really strange. <laughs> that's what it really means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so we've got the toast man with us. We're, we're teasing the lead anyway. So normally okay. we're going to have a player interview from one of the members of the West Virginia Power. It is March 21st as we're recording this episode. The roster is not decided. Right. We do not know who's going to be on the team. So the best possible substitute for a player is Rod Blackstone because Rod is in, as in tune with the team as anybody, myself and Kyle included. Well, you could say as ingrained. With the team, Ooh, as anybody else. Ah, toast. Good yeah. toast punch. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been sitting in the corner just waiting for a toast punch <laughs> to pop up, and I will continue to do that as the interview goes on. Okay. So I just wanted to let that be known. We are in grand. <laughs> so this is, this is going to be an interview with me and Rod, and Kyle's going to pipe <laughs> up and be like, try, toast. Chime in occasionally when you want to. to I'll have some questions. Don't you worry. But <laughs> you, you will be the right. co-host with the toast. Yeah. Oh, there it there is. I All like right. it. So a very, a very toast-themed podcast. We have a lot to get into with Rod. Of course, some of you listening in Charleston know the story of the toast man. But some of you out there may not, especially those of us, those of you listening out in Seattle. We are the new affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. Those who are out in Seattle may not know how the Toastman got started. You may know who Rod is. You may not. So the purpose of this podcast is to really go through Rod's story. Of course, it's been publicized on minor league baseball mm-hmm. and across Charleston. And, you know, some people this will be a repeat. But we're hoping to get into some new stuff, some new stories. We want to expand on the story of the Toastman. Wow. We, we, we want to bring it to life in a whole new way. So... For those who do not know the story, I know Kyle does not know the full history. Yeah, of the no, Toastman I'm excited about this. Okay. Kyle is new. This is Kyle's first year with the Power. Absolutely. Right. So, Rod, why don't you just tell us kind of how it got started and, and, and how it's kind of grown over the years? Well, it was, I grew up outside of Pittsburgh and was a Pittsburgh Pirate fan by birth uh, with Roberto Clemente and Willie Stargell and Rennie Stennett and the Pirate teams of the 70s that were so awesome. So when I got to Charleston and there was um, there was talk about a minor league baseball team coming here, but it really wasn't phasing me because, you know, I'm used to the best baseball, even though the Pirates were not so good in the yeah, 1980s. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, but, <laughs> but so I was just – minor league baseball, quite honestly, was beneath me. But in 1989, I remember going to the South Atlantic League All-Star game with my friend George Manahan, who grew up going to Yankees games because he was growing up in New Jersey. And uh, he and I were good friends and have been. Uh, but anyway, so 1990, the Wheelers got hot, and yes. suddenly it was like, well, maybe we should check this out. And Don Cook, uh, who was a radio broadcaster at the time, did this uh, challenge. And, yeah, this team, if he said early in the season, the first half, you know, if this team wins 10 games or 12 games in a row, I'll shave my head on, on the mound. <laughs> now, Dennis Bastine was the owner of the team, and he was quite the showman. So he's like, okay, let's try to let's make that happen. Sure enough, it happened. And the next thing you know, Don Cook is on the mound having the players shave his head before a game. Uh, and it was, it, and that kind of got my attention. George said, look at all this fun that they're having at the ballpark. We need to do this. So I went over, and that's when I really experienced uh, it was fun. We started counting down the outs, starting at nine. If we were ahead after the seventh inning, we'd start chanting nine more outs and looking for ways to get people into the game because that's one of the things that struck me. And look around, and there are the left-field bleacher bums that were into it. But not a whole lot of other people seem to be. Mm-hmm. So, that, well, how do we get people into the game? This is fun. Our team's really doing well. Why don't we do something? So we started cheering, trying to come up with cheers for people that were coming up to bat, including Rafael Bustamante. So when I say Busta, you say Monte. Busta, Monte, Busta, Monte. And that was really the first one. 
But Dan Wilson was on the team. Yes. So we greeted him with Bookham Dano anytime okay. he came up to bat. And that started kicking on and, and eventually turned into we need to get something for everybody. So now that became an obligation early on. But it really speaks to the fact that we're cheerleading. We are here to support the home team. We're going to cheer for them when they come up to bat, whether they're 0 for their last 12 or 4 for their last 5, to let them know you're the home team, we're behind you no matter what. So the cheering really took off, and we sat on the third base, little shade to the third base side at Watt Powell Park. And I don't even remember when it happened, but somebody said it to somebody who struck out, you are toast. I think it was George <laughs> Manahan. That's who I attributed to after all these years. So you didn't actually create that scene. No, not really. No, nor, did I, nor did I create the idea of making toast at the ballpark. It just wow. sort of evolved. This has been a real strange evolution, I have to tell you. But, um, Sometimes so, the best evolution. So, well, yeah. we figured that will cheer. Because what we tend to do is the I'll say this, you say that cheers work. Mm-hmm. And or those three beat. One, two, three. You are toast. You are toast. You are toast. So we start saying it. And sure enough, the visiting team was like, wow, they, they started reacting to it. And we thought, okay, this is really working. And in 1992, the Wheelers made the playoffs for the third straight year. And Dennis said, you know, we could make toast at the ballpark. I'm like, all right, how does that work? He said, if you sit down the front row, but pretty much where I sit now at the old ballpark, there's a plug in play. There's an outlet in play on the concrete wall that was the back uh, drop for Watt Powell Park. And the bat boy can plug you in. You can make toast. And, and the theory is every, you pass it out to people after a strikeout, and everybody gets a piece and all wave it together. And I'm gesticulating right now of having thousands of people waving toast at the bad guys as they strike out and head shamefully back to their dugout. Uh, that's the theory. But nowadays, not too many people hang on to their toast. I'd love to see that happen sometime, that we'd have all of the toast section waving the toast at people as they walked off the stands. That would be it an started incredible that way. sight. It oh, would yeah. Be. It would be. You see, just like you said, just 100 people at one waving point the toast. all just waving toast. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. So that's how it kind of started. Never got to the hundreds of people, but that's how it started. And now it became sort of a tradition and then evolved into learning everything you can about the other team. I mean, we, what you can find out on the Internet nowadays is, is amazing. Back then, we just tried to do play on words, or if we knew right. something about somebody, we'd try to do it. There was the Bob Brunner, Steve Sadecki incident of, like, 1997 or something like that. Um, Steve Sadecki, son of Ray Sadecki, who was a major leaguer for a while, was pitching for a team, and, we said, and I did the, hey, Bob, is this Steve Sadecki related to Ray Sadecki? And Bob said, well, I think he is. I think it's his son. Well, shoot, Bob, his dad was good. His dad was a major leaguer. Steve will be lucky to make it past single A. And we start chanting, you're not Ray. You're not Ray, shaking our finger woefully at him. You're not Ray. Just then, Dennis Bastine, soon after that, came over. He said, guys, do you know Ray Sadecki's here tonight? Oh, Oh, my. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of slinking down in my seat, and, and Bob's like, oh, really? Where's that? Uh, well, he's like two sections over, which at Watt Powell Park was very close. I mean, yeah. he's sitting right behind the plate watching his son pitch a game and having people heckling his son, invoking his name. Bob had the courage to go over and shake his hand and say, hey, we're just doing this in fun. He said, I know. That's baseball. But so that was one of the first, okay. you know, heckling what a good moments. Sport. Oh, yeah. he, he was. I've had I've had mothers and fathers <laughs> not as happy or not as understanding. <laughs> I can understand years. that. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever think that you would still be oh, slinging, toast, no. thir- slinging toast 30 years <laughs> down the line? You know, for one, if you would have told me when I was growing up that I'd 
find a wonderful experience in leading my adult life in West Virginia. I'd have thought you were crazy. But I never, I, I said this to a group I was speaking to recently. I said, you know, I never had that conversation with my parents. Mom, Dad, I want to grow up to be a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm known for. I worked right. almost 16 years for the mayor of Charleston. And as, uh, as I used to say, my job description was whatever the mayor wants to have done or needs to have done. Yeah. Um, and more people knew me as a Toastman. Like, hey, when's opening day? And I still get that a lot. Yeah. That's kind of, it's fun. I yeah. mean, I really enjoy that. Do you like being known as the Toastman and, and being around that from a from an outsider's perspective? Because I'm sure every game people come up to you and talk to you about that kind of thing. And like you said, even on the street. It, I mean, it has been fun. It's been something that I've been, become associated with. And because it's fun and because it's positive for most people, um, it, it, it's been a good thing. So I, I don't regret it at all. I mean, it's fascinating that uh, I'm active at the University of Charleston. A few, several years ago, probably more than a dozen at this point, a basketball coach, assistant basketball coach was here for, in the toast section and said, we need to get this enthusiasm over there. So I thought, okay, well, let's try. So we went to a basketball game. Yeah, I tried. It's much more difficult <laughs> doing it in the action of a basketball game yes. as opposed to in between innings. Absolutely. But I think I'm best known at the University of Charleston for creating a signature cheer that President Welsh always used at graduation. Oh, say can you see is our cheer ah, that we do. I like that. It. Okay. I okay. Heard so, that so that's my biggest contribution to the University of Charleston <laughs> in history. But what's fascinating is that all these people over there, especially a lot of the students and student athletes that I've gotten to know and talk to and learn from over the years, they know me as Toast. I'm not sure how many of them even know my first name, but they just, hey, Toast, how you doing? Toast? Yeah, that's good. What's my name? <laughs> so we're better chatting. not put that on, better not put that on the reference list. <laughs> we're chatting with Rod Blackstone, the Toastman, University of Charleston adjunct professor, former deputy mayor of the city of Charleston, the current director of Fund of the West Virginia Power. You hold so many titles. I want to touch on your preparation for the opposing team because it is incredible the amount of research that you do for every player, every team that comes in. A little aside from last year, you joined me in Lexington for a July series, I believe it was, when That's you, right. when you yeah. came up. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, whenever Rod comes up, I, I ask him to come in the booth with me and, and, and join, and, and we, you know, have him on for an inning or so. And, and you, it was great. It was, it was a fun time. You know, the power of winning, so mm-hmm. you shared some stuff. But, folks, I'm not kidding you. I, I pride myself on my preparation for broadcast and, and getting to know this team and this players. Rod comes in with a book, like a <laughs> literal book of paper, and mm-hmm. it's just pages on pages on pages, and it's got Everything, everything from the legends, you know, that they could possibly a lot. have. Not everything. Not everything. I mean, it looked yeah, like but, everything. Yeah. But you know, I'd ask Rod about one guy. Oh yeah, he had this, and like five years ago, he really was bad in this start. So I'm going to rag on him for that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where? How do you have the time? You, like, just, well, just, I am just, obsessive compulsive, <laughs> um, tendency not disorder, depending on who you ask. Um, but no, that's one of the things that I've noticed over the years is the internet's got is more and more information is available on the internet. Yeah, it's easier to do it. I think the first time I really discovered the potential of that was a guy named Tyler Matzik. Okay, uh, he was a first rounder for the Colorado Rockies uh, one year, and I think he might be up with the Rockies now, left-handed pitcher. And I thought, okay, um, internet sort of taking off around that time, and I thought, okay, what can I find out? Fortunately, the name like that. Google's pretty well. You're not oh, okay. Let's find out what we can find out about John Johnson. Well, then yeah. you're going to see how yeah. do, a billion <laughs> results. How do we yeah. go through that? Right. But with Tyler Matzik, I did a Google search and I came across this um, this article from his hometown newspaper that was online 
about how he was a leader from way back when and you know even back in like junior high he ran for class president and campaigned like with an abraham lincoln top hat <laughs> and a jacket with sequins i'm like okay really that's interesting anyway so i thought oh you know that'll be interesting to be able to share with him usually i'd be chanting with the rowdies hey paul is this da da like the bob brunner thing yeah do you remember when Steve so-and-so left the re- winning run on third base and they lost in the next inning, or the tying run on third and the winning run on second and struck out to end the game? So usually I'm doing that kind of stuff. Tyler Matzik, I start off with, hey, Paul, do you remember when, long pause, Tyler Matzik ran for fifth grade president, dressed up like Abraham Lincoln. Do you remember that, Paul? <laughs> what? That's pretty clever. I saw him in the restaurant, which is a sports bar, after the game. He said, I'm, I just had to call timeout because I put my head down, and he was just laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this internet thing is really good. <laughs> and, and I think that's the greatest thing about this is that you really know how to toe the line of you find things that can distract them, but you're not over the top. You're not insulting. Yeah. You're, yeah. Not taking, you're not giving them any offense. You know, you, you know exactly where to be. In terms of your the things that you say about these players, although some people would disagree with you, I, I have been called do. mean. Yes, um, I, I try not to be mean. I'd rather they laugh about something than than get all frustrated. Now there are some people where you can tell that they're a little bit volatile, and you think, okay, well, I think I should be able to get to this guy. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it, good heckling is not necessarily negative. It's it's a distraction. Yeah, what can you do that's so different that they've never heard before? It's easy to tune out when somebody is dropping an F-bomb or like a – are we allowed to say you suck? Sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> but uh, people do that. It's like, all right, what does that do? I mean, they they probably heard that before, and it doesn't do anything that will actually get, get their attention. I'd rather have them be thinking – if they're thinking about us rather than the next pitch or the next play for just that flash, maybe that gives us, a, gives us an advantage. Yeah, and you look at – the way that you distracted a guy like Tyler Matzik and, and what you were able to do there, sometimes you go all the way back into stuff that even the players don't remember. I'm sure he didn't have that on his mind going to oh, Appalachian yeah. Power Park that morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he wasn't like, you know, that one time I ran for class president and I dressed up with sequins on my jacket. I don't think that Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that you don't think about the time that you ran for fifth no, grade president? No, I, I, I do. never have. That's the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Well, then you I and I have got we'll, we'll, we'll I've got a little bit of conversation. I, <laughs> but I, think I did that's, lose. I think that's a, a, a lost art in heckling. Like you said, yeah. it's not insulting. It's more of just digging and, mm. and, and finding things that are unique and that stand out from a crowd, literally a crowd of people, and, and, and are able to punch that through that, that second curtain and get it to a player. And it's, a, it's interesting, the curtain thing, because there are some players that have told me over the years, yeah, I don't even hear you out there. Yeah, now, some of them do that as a way to try to discourage me from trying. They're, they're lying. Team they hear you. <laughs> well, but not. But 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 sometimes sometimes there is this laser focus. I remember there was a, one of the guys who was playing for the Alley Cats. It might have even been the Wheelers, who was a pitcher, mm-hmm. and he'd just gotten here and like after his first start said, "Well, yeah, what did you think about the train? Because trains went by right field on a regular basis at Watball Park." He said, "What train?" So there are some players that have mm-hmm. that laser focus that you're not going to get to. Giancarlo Stanton, I don't know if I ever got to him uh, back when he was known as Mike Stanton, an eight, 19-year-old, I think he was 18-year-old kid yeah. in this mm-hmm. league, hitting 25 Played in the All-Star games. And, and so he was in the on-deck circle. And I tried to engage in the on-deck circle, you know, plant the seeds a little bit. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I've heard a lot about you, you know, just 
and see some reaction as they stiffen and think, mm. uh-oh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but others, it's, uh, but, but, so there is that, and he never acknowledged it. Yeah. I think that's what really gets to me more than anything else. Come on, just sort of look over and smile. So I know you're hearing me. You know, so you, you want the attention does. a little bit of like, okay, I did get to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's the reinforcement. You look for right. reinforcement in your communication. Right. And and that's the reinforcement. Oh, okay. But but yeah, so the ones that really get to me are the ones I shouldn't be putting this out in public, should I? Because they'll be listening saying, here, ignore the I highly if, doubt any uh, if, so, if, South Atlantic League players are listening if, to our podcast. If there currently. are South Atlantic League players besides the West Virginia Power players that will probably want to hear their own interviews on this podcast. If there's any other players listening, then we've done a great job with there this podcast. We've, so we've we already did. taken off. It's done well. Millions of people are out there listening and sharing this information. So Insider trading about yes. the Toastman. So we've touched on the opposing side, but you also – turn it around and cheer for our guys, which you mentioned. And you have a process before the season starts, and you do it when we get new guys too that I know it has a name for it. Can you kind of talk us through that process and how you all get together and come up with these cheers? Well, between the Rowdies that are here a lot a lot of times, and they, they're they in the little picnic area up behind the visitors' dugout. Right, Rowdy Alley. Rowdy Alley. And then the Toasties in the Toast section, 107 and 106. Um, I don't have exclusive exclusive claim on creativity. There's so much creativity among that group. The funniest guy at the ballpark, or most humorous, as he says, is a guy named Mike Knight. He says the funniest stuff, and a lot of times I'll, I'll, he says it quietly. Then I'll, I'll think that's really funny. I'm going to raise that and say it loudly, and <laughs> people laugh at me. Voice. Yes, yeah. with a much more moving <laughs> voice than Mike seems to have. But so that crew, uh, we become friends. And we became friends at the ballpark, which is amazing. We, the friendship started here. And then we do things in the off season, and, and whenever we get the roster, we do a thing called cheers and beers, and we get the roster, go over everything, mostly position players, and it depends on when night is and how much time we have to be able to um, to get prepared for the season. If it's usually if it's on a Monday before we open on Thursday, it's more urgent. But this year we we have a week. Yeah. Um, but we'll get together for cheers and beers, and we'll uh, start talking. And okay, what are we going to do for this guy? What are we going to do for that guy? What? How does that name play? Uh, how do we pronounce this name? Is there is there an I say this, you say that cheer? Is there a three beat cheer? Is there a song? I love song cheers, like Super Cal Cal, Cal Mitchell last year. Yep. The combination Super Cal Super Cal Super Cal Super Califragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that one was coming when you started that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. wanted to make sure that it was, was Cal Mitchell. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And he, and and the thing is, Rod is actually a amateur artiste uh, in terms of the fact that he also creates signs. That has drawings on them, and I know Super Cal had a Superman, Superman logo, logo on there. On now it, I know yeah. that one. I think you printed that one out. Yeah, but and, and I've gotten to that point now. Right. Uh, you, I start. Heck, I started with magic markers and poster board <laughs> yeah. in the olden days. <laughs> uh, but cheers and beers, and welcome anybody to it. We might end up stepping it up a little bit this year since uh, the picnic and media day, and and just there's no, there is no limitation on creativity. If let's try it out, suggest something. Uh, so, now some of them fall short because people don't know that. You got to get people to be able to follow along. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I learned with in the Wheeler's experience is that people will follow if they know what to say and they're inclined to. So that's why we do the signs, show the, show them so they know here's what to say, and you'll see that all over cheerleaders actually leading cheers at all kinds of colleges. They'll hold up signs: "We are Marshall" or "Let's go Mountaineers," <laughs> and yeah, so people if they know what to know what to cheer, will cheer along. Have you ever thought about writing a book? about all of your experiences and putting it down pen to paper and, and just sharing this story like this. I know 
exclusively I'd read like it. to have this on a podcast, but <laughs> yeah. I would totally read something like that. Well, uh, just as, this as last offseason. any baseball fan. Just this last offseason was the first time I'd ever even thought about that. Mm-hmm. And it started because my dad, who is about to turn 90 this year, actually was a cheerleader at the University of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. back in the late 40s, early 50s. And he was honored last fall um, at by the university at homecoming weekend as one of four distinguished alumni. And at the luncheon that they threw, it was a Friday afternoon, I went up, I thought it was kind of cool, and they had the mascot come in and and um, gave him an award. And each of the people got a chance to speak for three minutes. And my dad said, uh, first of all, you know, I was a cheerleader back when there, was, there were all men cheerleaders back then, no women. And he said, no gymnastics. All we did was lead cheers with megaphones and however else you could try to get the fans in the stand or fans to, into the game. Mm-hmm. He said, but it's a really good life lesson in in this paraphrasing here because his words were much more profound. Be a cheerleader. Be a cheerleader in life. Be a cheerleader for your your spouse and the people that you love so that they know how important you are. Be a cheerleader for the institutions and the um, organizations that you support. Uh, So like the University of Pittsburgh, as he said, be a cheerleader for your Lord and let your faith shine through and count your blessings that way. And I'm sitting there sort of mouth agape going, Wow, that's such great, great life um, lessons mm-hmm. and great life mantra. And so that was the first time I thought about that. Well, what, what if we were to do that? What if we were to take what my dad said and talk about it? Let's be a cheerleader. For 15 and a half years, I was a cheerleader for the city of Charleston. Still am in many ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Trying to tell people the good things that happen. And maybe, maybe, maybe. If we do that in the terms of politics and the political debate, we talk more about why we think we support candidate X or this this elected official versus tearing the other side down. Maybe the discourse will become more positive rather than negative. Now, the problem with me writing that book, so I've been really actually thinking about it. the problem with me writing it. Oh, you're a heckler. You, you do negativity all the time. Well, yeah, I need to figure out how to get past that. But that mm-hmm. that might be coming. Yeah, that might and be in my next phase. So possibly a book coming out from Rod Black. Well, let's not let's not put that. <laughs> let's not have the millions maybe. of people listening to this. Be suddenly a cheerleader. Be a cheer- forward by David Kahn. There you go. So, so seriously, <laughs> I that's it. Be a che- I actually Googled be a the title. Cheerleader. Be a cheerleader. I would be privileged to write that book. To write right. that forward for you. Just saying. Okay. Uh, All right. That's a total aside, but. Yeah. Uh, Rod Blackstone sharing politics with us, sharing life lessons, sharing absolutely everything and anything under the sun. So glad you've been with us as we continue along here. Probably the most important question I have to ask you right now. So your famous cheer now is you are toast. You are toast after a batter strikes Mm -hmm. out. And then the first time you throw it, you throw the toast out to people, you follow it with. Don't eat the toast. You don't know where it's been. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you keep... Right. We'll explain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you have leftover toast from the previous night that you've burnt, mm-hmm. and you know, and you, I'm recycle, reuse, recycle. Right. Exactly. So, and that makes that makes a lot of sense. So, you, you've got a leftover toast bag that you keep with you in the press box to continue on and and to use it continuing games. And, and the toast is burnt. It doesn't taste good. I shouldn't. Right. So you always tell the fans, hey, don't eat the toast. You don't know where it's been, which I think is a great thing to mm-hmm. do for some new fans who come to the ballpark, which always we always see the new fans come over and be like, who's this guy? Like, what is What's he this? doing? And then they love you by the end of the game most of the time. Yeah, sometimes uh, they right. move out of the section. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the question. Have you ever, ever eaten a piece of the burnt toast? Not of the burnt toast, but maybe I, I must confess it. Yeah, I have. Uh, there was one time I didn't get dinner, and by the time I got here <laughs> – 
Um, it was kind of late. Dinner. Yeah, and I, well, I, I just sort of <laughs> snuck a, a piece that I that wasn't really, really well done. That's one of the reasons I do burn it, though, is I'm trying to discourage people from doing it. Yes, right. but I've been known to sneak a, a slice of toast uh, only, I think, once or twice in my career. I, I promise, because yeah, you don't. I, I don't want people to eat the toast. I want them to wave it. Right. Save it to wave it. That's what we're trying to get. Save it to wave it. There's another cheer. Save it to wave. Save it, it to wave it. We have that sign. It just hasn't really caught on yet. Gotcha. And also power up the toaster with one or okay. Power up the toaster. Yes. Is the cheer with O and two or one and two counts? Okay. So we'll do power up the toaster. Sometimes we will say we'll try to do it with a full count. It's like yeah, okay. And it's a call. It's a call and response. So Rod, Rod will go power up, and the rest of the crowd goes the, the toaster. toaster. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So go. that's another thing. Yeah. You have to we're we're introducing we'll Kyle to, no, yeah, to, the, to the toast cheers because Kyle I'm of taking course, notes. Kyle of course is my my new assistant <laughs> in the broadcast booth this year. Uh, you, we'll. We've, we've already chatted with Kyle a little bit uh, here, just introducing himself. Uh, so, And we'll, we'll get into a little more of that into our next segment. But we're continuing along with Rod Blackstone here, uh, the Toastman, Director of Fun, UC Professor, a man of many titles and a man of many talents. And uh, I just want to kind of go through some quick hitters with you as we, we kind of head down the stretch of this interview. You have a lot of creative heckles that you come up with over the years. Or and that I, other people have that I just amplify. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, you haven't been able to use all of them. So hmm. I want to go from both sides of, this, of, of the coin because you obviously remember all of these. What do you think is the most creative heckle that you've been able to use and oh, wow. the most creative one that you haven't been able to use? One comes to mind for the second one, but I want to hear the first one first. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, I, that I have used. My favorite is Joe Mikulik. 14 years, the manager of the Asheville Tourists. <laughs> And Joe was, Joe was very intense, and one time got a little too intense in Lexington. The first of three times, apparently, this has happened in his managerial career. And he did everything that managers who get thrown out of the game have ever done. He threw second base into center field. Nice. Ran back of home plate and poured wa- uh, dusted dirt on the plate and Another check poured, mark. poured over the water on Ooh, it. Ooh, that's a good one, Threw too. the bats out of the dugout, threw his hat down. <laughs> Um, pretended like he was calling strike balls and strikes behind, went behind the mound at one point to argue again with the left with the uh, base umpire. Okay, and then walked slowly to the dugout. Six different things. Okay. Six different things. It might have been even seven, but I might be missing one. But his first game back after his eight game suspension was here at Appalachian Power. Maybe Park. it was eight things. They got <laughs> one, for one, for every, one game for everything. Well, so, the eighth was when he walked back to the dugout. He kind of turned and looked back, and then yeah, I was like, you know what? One more. Yeah. So Billy Bob Taylor, who, was, who founded the Rowdy section, the Rowdy Alley section, um, he actually sprung for us to be able to create a, a 12-foot by 6-foot poster of Joe Mikulik running angrily with the base <laughs> back at the umpires in the outfield in, three, in eight 3 by 3 panels. And so whenever they, did, they came out for the National Anthem, we had positioned it up in the Rowdy Alley section here at Appalachian Power Park with the white side fl- facing and then as the National Anthem was over, we flat turned it around and 12 feet of angry Joe Mikulik. <laughs> this is your manager. This is your manager. And he tips his cap. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. Oh, he was great. I, right. I, love, I love Joe. And we, we, he's given it to me as much as I've given it to him over the years, too. <laughs> All right. So on to the second side of that. Okay. The, the one the, I couldn't do. Yes. But, so I have one that comes to mind that I actually read about in a 2006 article. That was written about you on MLB, MILB.com. Wow. Um, so second year of power baseball. There was a guy whose name was McKay, I want to say, and he had come in and he was getting ready to have his 107th strikeout of his oh, season. Yeah. Okay. And you guys 
you print well you you remember now so you, you tell the story so so i i for sometimes we'll do we'll count up strikeouts and i'll print off if it's 100 or if Guys been in the year uh, in the in the league for two years. Print off whatever, however many it is, and we'll count them up. Yeah, and we'll start with whatever is about to be, and we'll start chanting that number to get inside his head a little bit more. So we, I gave out 106 signs to everybody in 106, and 105 to a few friends in 105, and then I had 107 here for if he had made 107. This is the strike. This is the toast champion section. 107. Yeah, I don't think he struck out. He did um, not strike out at all that entire series. Oh, that would have been great. I heard the plan was you were in 107, so everyone in 107 would have held up the Ks. And if you struck out again, you would have passed him to 108, and they would have held him up and go all the way down the left field line. I really wish that would have happened. That's right. I'd forgotten about that. But, yeah, that was the one that was Is that your favorite one that you haven't been able to do? I think it was. Yeah, that is. Because that's the nature of it. Let's tie people into it. Let's get fans involved in the game. Because that, that's when it becomes about more than just baseball. And you might even give somebody the sense that, you know, I might have had a little bit of a hand in the outcome. Yeah. By cheering for our guys or distracting the other team at right. some point. All right. So greatest reaction you've gotten from an opposing player or coach to your antics. Now, I do know that at one point the Greensboro Bats players stuffed gum in your toast outlet back at White Powell Park. Yeah, the last day of the season. They thought right. they were going to finally get to me. I'm surprised that nobody ever had done that before. Right. But so they, <laughs> and that was, the, that was the, when I first started recycling the bread because I had lots of bread left over from the night before. And I thought, well, maybe I don't have to make any more because it's the last day of the season. So I get to Watt Powell Park, and the Bat Boys said, yeah, they've, they've, they've hurt your toaster or your, your outlet. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So sure enough, I get down there and look down, and there's this wad of paper and gum plowed into the into the outlet. Probably, ru- I don't know if it ruined it or not, but so. And I saw people in the dugout, and they're looking up at me sheepishly, like, "Okay, I wonder what's going to happen now." <laughs> and so I said, "Oh, oh my! I can't believe this! Somebody sabotaged my outlet. What am I going to do?" And I'm looking like I'm helpless, and then I hold up two full bags of toast. Good thing I brought these. <laughs> <laughs> You came prepared. Uh, I like it. Favorite player, twofold, that you've seen come through Charleston. That's easy. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and overall, ever, that you've ever you've ever seen, watched, grown up, listening to, or seeing. Wow. Yeah. It might be the same person. Well, I, I know the first one. And it's Cole Tucker. Yeah. Uh, Cole is just one of the most remarkable young men that you'll ever meet. He signs every autograph. He's... He's nice to everybody. He's he's just such an engaging young man. He and I become friends. I'm blessed that that happened. I got I was uh, providential that I became his host parent when he was in Charleston, and we became friends. We talk about everything. We talk about politics. We talk about religion. We talk about uh, current events. We talk about all those things friends aren't supposed to talk about, um, and family and things like that. And um, and no, no, Cole is just I'm just I'm going to be cheering for Cole the rest of my life. Um, I'm a cheerleader for Cole Tucker, yeah, um, and will be. I hope later on in Pittsburgh this year because he is a good ball player. But he's he's going to be a great ball player. He's an even better person. Um, so yeah, Cole Tucker is by far the favorite. And the other, uh, I'd say, <clears throat> sort of combining these two, one of the other uh, people that I've really gotten to know and appreciate is a friendship with Kevin Young. Okay. Oh yeah. Kevin was longtime first baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I remember seeing him um, when I was visiting another friend playing in Indianapolis when he was a visiting player and playing third base the year before he he came up to Pittsburgh, so it was 92, and thinking, wow, who's that? That guy's going to be good. 
And the next year in spring training, I introduced myself to him and just sort of said, hey, I saw you last year, heard you're going to be the first baseman for the Pirates of the future. That's great. And we struck up a friendship and have been friends ever since. And we talk about anything. We can talk a lot about politics and things like that, too. And uh, But I try to see Kevin anytime he was coming here as a roving instructor, try to see him next week when I'm in Florida on vacation. See, that's what I think is so amazing about all this for you is that you're friends with the players that come through here. You go to spring training, and they are happy to see you. Generally, yeah. I mean, they, well, yeah, the opposing players are like, oh, no, he's at spring training, too? Yeah, the, and, I don't do it at spring training. Right, and, but you do it in Pittsburgh. But I've, I've gotten to be friends with people I heckled. I mean, I'm still in touch with a guy named Jawan James, who used to play for the Lakewood uh, Blue Claws with Anthony Hewitt and uh, Anthony Gose. Uh, Delano DeShields, we we had dinner with him occasionally whenever he was here. Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence is an interesting one because yeah. we actually had – we took him to lunch – when, when he was here the second time in a season because he was just crushing it. And he wasn't too thrilled about the fact that we were every time he'd come up, we'd say, not wearing Hunter Pence, not wearing Hunter Pence. But he would crush it. He told me the story later that the next year he was in a slump and during batting practice, the hitting coach was there doing that to him. And he got real angry. He walks out of the batting cage and says, why are you doing that to me? Well, because when Toastman did it, you crush the ball. I want you to get out of the slump. He, okay. he plays better when he's angry, right? I think I so. Then a few a year or two after that, he's in Pittsburgh. We have 40 people that Billy Bob had arranged for a, a pirate outing mm-hmm. sitting in row U behind the dugout and thought, okay, with 40 people, we can try to do this. Let's do it. Sure yeah. enough, we did. And he, he had a home run. Of course he did. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wrapping things up here with Rod Blackstone. A couple more questions for you. New thing for this year. So you're no longer in the uh, in, in government. You were, you were in there for 16 years. Mm-hmm. and. You know, that was you, you incredible work for the city. You still do incredible work for the city. Oh, but now you're part of our front office. You're mm-hmm. the director of fun. And a part of that means you get to still be the toast man. How are you enjoying this new role in the power office? And how it's, different is it for you from when you work with the Alley Cats? It's a great fit. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the staff is bigger from the Alley Cats. Oh, yeah. And, and, there's, uh, and it's a nicer facility. And and, um, and what I like about this, uh, our front office team, is it's, re- it's a lot of creative young people. Now I'm the oldest guy in the office. Whenever I'm here, I'm officially a consultant. That's what we arranged so I could still sit in the in the um, toast section, and I still pay for my seat. So you know, if anybody complain, if any of the umpires complain about me to the league, well, he paid for his ticket. Uh, but so it's going to be a little different this year. Um, but I think I, I like the energy. I like the energy. I like the freedom and the and the sense that the front office folk have to say, okay, let's try something new. Minor league baseball, you're limited by the bounds of your creativity. I said that in 1996 uh, when I worked for the team, and I think it's still true. The canvas is a lot better out here because the empty canvas with this facility and the video board and all and the different things that we've tried and, and sometimes succeeded, sometimes failed, uh, it's a, an experiment, an experience and an experiment where you can just try different things. So it, it's a good feeling. We're going to be celebrating the 15 years of toast, or 15 years of fun, rather, and uh, we've got a lot of fun activities. Uh, I think in the last few years, because of different conditions and weather and um, and some other issues, I think it hasn't been as much fun to be here. Um, but I think this year that tide is turning, and you're going to feel that from everybody in the front office, I hope from every game day staff person that's going to feel. we got 71 shows to put on. We've got the South Atlantic League All-Star Game coming here. That's a big showcase event. We're going to be here on July 3rd. We've got all kinds of creative things that we've never done before. Some things that we've done, but but it's all about what what will be people be talking about. And what I hope happens is that after just about every game, there'll be something to talk about, and that if people hear about it later, they'll think, "Oh, we should have been there." Yes, 
be here. Be part of the fun here. This is a great place to be and a great place to meet friends and get to know people and create memories. And that's what minor league baseball is all about and what I hope to uh, add to the flavor here that is already here among the young folks that I get to work with. That would be a great place to end this interview with you. But that's not how we're going to end things oh. with these interviews. <laughs> Rats, I thought oh, that goodness. was the penultimate thing to say. And it, well, it was the penultimate thing to say because now we have the ultimate finish. Oh, okay. That's right. So that's the ultimate. what we're going to do with each of our individual players and what has been done in the past, and this is not an original idea. It's just a continuation over from other things, is that we're going to dive through your social media. And we are going to see if we can find some certain things to ask you about. Now, I went through your Twitter yesterday. Okay. All 900 tweets that you have. 900? Yes, you have 900 tweets. A little under. Yes. I thought it'd be more than that. Nope. He has no, I, re- I really don't do a lot no, of tweets. I've been retweeting, but I don't right. retweet. Right. And, and, and so I was, I was a little disappointed with what I found. But I did want to ask you about one thing because you did I, – I kind of scrolled down through themes of things that you were tweeting okay. about. And there's one theme that I want to touch on. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yes. <laughs> He is a great ambassador. He's one of the best ambassadors sport has ever known. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is an amazing person. And he one of the things, he was one of the original ones on social media. When the Cardinals were, were not good before they went to the Super Bowl, he was out there doing promotions on through his Facebook um, and saying, hey, I'm going to be at this restaurant. If you want to come by, the first person to come by gets two tickets the next day. He, he is a ferocious world traveler, as was my mother. Um, my mother had been to like 45 countries before she passed. Larry Fitzgerald, every off season would go someplace else. And he'd take us along with him, his followers and show his followers that there's more to this world than their own horizons. He's a great ambassador for football. Um, when, when I got a chance to meet him last year at the uh, Greenbrier classic or salute to military veterans at the Greenbrier, it was, he signed every autograph post for every picture uh, when he had a chance to do it. So he's a great ambassador. I have enormous respect for him. Just so you know, it's a deep-seated personal respect and admiration for everything about him. And I was so honored to meet him last year. So He's going to be catching passes from Kyler Murray, another baseball go. guy. So. Is yeah. that well? That, that's probably end up. No, I think I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't could, think that's actually going to happen. Uh, I don't know. We'll that's, but no, hey, so, that's, that's a football so conversation. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the NFL draft is still a month and plus away, so we're we're, we're still Larry, waiting on that. I, I'm, I, if Larry Fitzgerald is listening to this podcast, I'd be happy to host you in the toast section anytime hey, you want to come here. All right, open invitation to Larry Fitzgerald, Rod Blackstone, <laughs> forty-five minutes of gold, sir. Thank you wow, so much for joining much. us. Oh, I'm going to be late for my lunch meeting. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us. We appreciate the, you giving us the time that you have. This is great. Appreciate the time. No, bro- no problem. Happy to do it, and um, we'll get back on the grid. Wow, what a great 45 minutes with Rod Blackstone. Thanks so much to him for coming on the podcast Man, and sharing he- all those stories. I mean, it was incredible. Awesome. I mean, all of the stories that he has to share about not only the power, but just Charleston baseball in general is something remarkable. And it's it's a ton of fun, and it's really hard for me to to, to – be that excited about that interview and then be that nervous about what we're about to do. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I'm extremely 30, nervous all right, about so what we're about to do. 30 years for Rod Blackstone doing Cheers, 28. That's doing, crazy. Making toast at the ballpark since 1992. Dennis Bastine allowing him to make toast at Wild Powell Park, and he's still doing it today. Thank you, Dennis. So, yes, thank you, Dennis. Uh, in honor of that, every week on the podcast, we're going to have a fun third segment. What it's going to be, fun? we don't know yet. Yes, fun. Quote unquote's fun. Maybe not for us, but for the fans uh, okay. listening and watching. Uh, it, most of the time, it's going to be with our player guest. This week, it's in honor 
of our featured guest, Rod Blackstone. If you have any ideas for future segments, please feel free to send them to us, and we'll look at them. You can email them to us at <laughs> wvpowerbaseball at gmail.com. Sorry, i got to plug that. Yeah, no, but, I like it. Um, anyways, this week, our segment is going to be something a little bit different. Rod is the toast man. So, we are going to do a special blind toast taste test. Now, Kyle and I have gone out to the grocery store separate of one another and each <laughs> bought three different types of bread, which our assistant Lexi is currently toasting for us. And we've also bought three different spreads. Neither of us know what the other one has bought. Anonymity has been given to all toast and toast spreads, correct? You have not Absolutely. seen mine. I have not seen yours. Yep. Okay. That's so, why I'm so nervous. Here, <laughs> here's how this is going to happen. First off, we're going to do three or two rounds. One round is going to be just toast, plain, no spreads. I'm going to feed Kyle. Kyle is currently wearing a blindfold <laughs> with sunglasses, sunglasses on. Sunglasses, yeah. He cannot see, right, Kyle? Which hand am I waving? Uh, dude, I can't see, man. Okay, great. Uh, uh, right. No, again, it's both. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Uh, yeah, Kyle cannot see. So I will feed Kyle all three toasts toasted with no spread. He will have to guess <laughs> what kind of bread the toast is. And then... After he does that... That's not the part I'm nervous about. I'm going to put the three spreads on them. There we and go. And Kyle has to guess what kind of spread is on the bread. That's it. Kyle will be as descriptive as possible with trying to figure out what the toast is. You will hear the crunch of the try toast. To. Hopefully this is fun. Hopefully this is not a giant dud. We don't know, but we're going to do it anyways. Well, let's do this. So that they... Okay, Kyle's ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm right. so nervous. I'm going to just so, get it out of the way. All right. So oh. here we go. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna hand Kyle... The first piece of bread with a napkin. All right, okay. so here's your napkin. Okay, there's my here's napkin. Here's the bread. All right, Kyle, so eat the bread. Take as long as you want and try and figure out what... Uh, <laughs> there's, the, there's the crumb. Oh, my gosh, this is so tough to decide. I never thought bread was so bland, but they all taste the same. Just describe it. What is it? What do you think it is? It. I mean, it's... Talk about it. It's got a little bit of a grainy aftertaste. Okay. So but it's, it's bread. bread. So... <laughs> That's a normal thing. Um, there's nothing on the crust, so there's like not any like seeds or like okay. other added grains or yep. nuts. Vital, very vital is information. Is this just plain wheat bread? It is not plain wheat bread. Do you have another guess? No, uh, not yet. Let me. Okay, take another bite. Uh, <laughs> that crunch is awesome. Man, this is a crazy crunch. Um, <laughs> it's a rounder piece of bread. Yep. It's not like a normal like yep. Kroger brand. I appreciate you buying the better brand stuff. I, I'm not going to buy generic. Come no, on. I appreciate that. All right. Um, it is it is rounder. That is true. Is this sourdough bread? It is. Okay. Wow. It is I got sourdough a bread. Bit of a hint of sourdough in there a little bit. Wow. He got it. All wow. right. That's Kyle's impressive. one for one. All right. Uh, okay. Ready for the next one? Let's do it. I'm there surprised you go. I got that. Okay. I, I'm shocked. This I thought a, that one you wouldn't get. This one's a little bit rounder. Um, you can say that. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't um, know if you're right. But or not sure. rounder, but like it, it's more square. It's it feels like the generic kind. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's not I'm, as crunchy. I'm applying your spreads right now. Oh great! <laughs> Stop laughing over there. Um, this one. Oh my gosh, I cannot tell this one either. Well, describe it. What does it taste like to you? It's kind of got a sweet side of it okay like it's a little bit sweeter there's some there's something on the outside okay like there's like grains on the outside okay. i don't know if it's nuts or all right or what all right on the crust okay um is this honey wheat it is actually nine grain 
Oh, toast. okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so you had you're right with the grains. Yeah, white with right with that. Okay. Yeah. But okay. All right. That's a good so, piece of bread, here. though. That's a, yeah, that's a solid is. piece of toast. All right. Okay. Solid piece of toast. All right. Final. I like that one. Final piece of toast for you. Just the plain portion. I hope our listeners enjoy me just chewing on toast. <laughs> you got to talk. Describe I know. the toast. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think, but talking at the same time kind of hinders that. It's back to being a little bit rounder than like the normal generic brand. There's okay. stuff on the top of it. Okay. Is this one te- or not Texas? Uh, is this one honey whiskey or not honey whiskey? Goodness, you <laughs> see where my mind is. Oh my god. Um, what, what you, honey, is this honey wheat? Yep. Okay, it is. There we go. I've had it's a golden honey wheat. Nice. Okay. All so right. Two for you three. went two for three. I'm impressed. All right. So you went two for three. Okay. So now, oh god, I'm going to give you the bread. So, I'll tell you what bread it is, but yeah. you have to guess the type of spread, and okay. you have to be pretty specific. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to go in the same order. Here's the sourdough <laughs> with a spread on it. I'm so scared. Uh, Don't be scared. Okay, I'm going to go straight into it. Do it. Is this a cheese spread? Uh, what kind of cheese? <laughs> it is cheese. Oh, it's kind of gross. <laughs> is it blue cheese? No. <laughs> is it... It's not sour cheese. Or no, anything, no, I it? wouldn't do that to you. Okay, good. Um, I mean, it's not bad. I like cheese. Do you, it, do you have any it, idea it, what kind of cheese it, it is? It tastes like the can, like the spray can cheese. Oh, you're you're close. Yeah, I'll give that to you. It's it's spread it's spreadable cheese. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what it tastes like. The yep. stuff that you would put on your crackers yep. when you were like six. Yep. And you would. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what it, it tastes is. like. It's spreadable cheese. Interesting. Okay. Yep. All right, well, you done with that? Yeah. I, th- I think you're done with that. Okay. Wow, I'm three for four. All right. If you get this that is the nine grain. Oh God. Here you go. I can hear you. You're gonna get this instantly. Really? You should. If you don't, then you've never had this before. Is that hummus? All right, it's roasted garlic hummus. Oh. Last one. Hey, I'm at least batting 500. I'm pretty pretty satisfied with that. This is the <laughs> this is the wheat. Is this the bad one? <laughs> I don't know. Let's oh, try no. it. I'm so scared. <laughs> I can't get. I want to look at it. But... <laughs> no, don't. Just eat it. <laughs> and this is on the honey the honey wheat. Yep. <laughs> Eat more. Oh, my God. I can taste the spiciness already. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, like, put it up to my mouth, and I could feel the spiciness. We have milk on standby if you need it. It's not as spicy as I was expecting. Yeah, I wasn't going to kill you. But He's going to eat more. <laughs> yeah, I need another oh. bite. I got to guess it. Wow, this is dedication. Um, Yeah, that's pretty spicy. What is it? Um, Is that just hot jalapeno? Hot jalapeno what? Like red what, pepper? What kind of spread? Jelly? Yes. Is it, it hot is. jalapeno jelly? It is indeed hot pepper jelly. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good, honestly. Four for six. I'm impressed. Thank you. Honestly, I'm very impressed. Thank you. All right. So now it's my turn. So yeah, I have is. the blindfold on now with the glasses. Uh, Kyle went <sighs> four for six. You got... I'm- did you get all three bread? No, you got two out of the three two breads the, and two out of the three spreads. Yeah. The, the one, one and the one spread I knew it was hummus. I just didn't know it was that's fair. roasted and garlic. And yeah. You did, okay, so you didn't so okay, I'll give you four and a half on that, but you didn't get the nine grain bread and you didn't get no. the flavor of the hummus, which I thought you would because I that was, I would too. Okay. All right. It tasted like black bean. I I, I Weird. even I even smelled it and moment. I immediately knew it was garlic, but oh. I bought it, so that's 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 not fair. true. Okay. All right, so I'm blindfolded. I can't see. I'm gonna give uh, you a paper towel. I've, okay, I've got a paper towel in front of me. All right, so we're gonna go uh, plain toast again first. Correct. All three rounds, and then with the spread. Okay. Here's right. the first one. 
Oh, okay. Oh, you I put was going to put it on here. Oh, now okay. I'll put it straight oh, in your hands. Geez. There you go. All right. So I'm feeling it first. Okay. So it's <laughs> it's a square toast. Ooh, I actually think I already know what this is. Okay. All right. It's a solid crunch. It's good, right? That's what I had for breakfast this morning. Is this morning. French toast? No. Hmm. Okay. All right. It's very square, very squishy. Uh, got a bit of a wider crust. It's a very it. wide crust. It goes down very. It's not French toast. Um. Hmm. Got one more guess. You're close in the fact that it's from a region. Oh, it's Hala. Nope. Dang it. All right, that's, what is that's it? a good guess. It's Texas toast. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. Well, why wouldn't it be? Because you're from Texas. Because I'm from Texas. There we yep. go. Okay. okay. Well, you're 0 for one, but it was a very close guess. Very, you know what? I'm okay being 0 for one. That was very good. Okay, I'm going to give you this one because I'm kind of interested to see what you think of this because I've never actually tried right. this. And after we're done podcasting, I'm going to try this bread because I'm really interested. Okay. So, so this one is more of a rounded kind of a semicircle. Correct. Toast. Yes. Uh, I don't feel any seeds. No. On there. Um. Did you just lick it? Yeah. You're not biting into it? I'm going to bite it. Wow, i got to lick it were, first. You were going strategic It was a this. very hard crust. It is a hard crust. All right, here we go. I couldn't get anything from the licking. Didn't work. <laughs> I like what you're, you're trying to do. You're, you're trying to get a preview before you actually bite into it. Yeah. What does I it taste like? Oh, I have no idea. Really? It tastes like absolutely nothing. Really? Oh, no. Wait. Okay, there's a taste at the end of it, but it, it's so bland. I don't know what that. It's like something. Okay. Ah, it's like the h- very hint of a taste, but I don't know what it is. You got it. Is this uh, is this whole grain? No, it's not. All right. What is it? It's country potato. Oh, isn't no that odd? I didn't know they made that toast. I okay. didn't either. Cool. It was awesome. It's good though. Yeah, okay. I like it. All right, well, I'm, I'm gonna try it afterwards. All right, third piece of bread. Okay, please. this one you should get. Okay. All right, so it's very small. Yep. Uh, this is like an end piece almost. No. Uh, okay. I don't think All it's right. an end it's piece. A, it's a smaller piece of bread. It is smaller. The crust is really hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, like, almost ripped my lip when I tried to lick it. <laughs> um, That's why you shouldn't lick the toes. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh... Very, getting the smells involved. I might know. I, do we have the same piece of bread for one of them? I no. think we do. No? no. Okay. Uh-uh. All right. No, we somehow avoided getting the same piece of bread. That's impressive. This isn't sourdough? Oh, no. wait, wait, wait. I, oh. know, I know what this is. Um. Oh, I can taste it now. I know exactly what it is. It oh, smells really good. But I can't think of the name. I've had this bread yes, before. Yes, I'm sure you have. Oh, no. Uh, it's a very pretty piece it's, of bread. It's got a, like a kind of a bitter taste to it. Uh, mm, it makes <laughs> me think of like kind of like sour cream and onion almost. No. I, I know that's not what it is. Yeah, I'm no. not, That's not my guess, but I've had this bread before. Oh, and I really didn't like it the first time, but now I do. Oh, interesting. Um, so now we're changing your, your thought yeah, my, process. My, my palate is changed. Wow. Yeah. So it comes back from your childhood? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. My parents used to have this bread all the time, and I hated it. Well, interesting. Oh my god! That's so it? funny because I bought this because I thought of your childhood. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> uh, um, is this a uh, is this pumpernickel? Yes! Boom! Let's go! Jewish rye pumpernickel. Yeah, I love it. I told you I get it. That was well done. Okay. 
So you're one for three. Okay. That was very good. I'm I can't ch- believe I got that. I am so happy that you got I that. I told you I knew it. So this is on this is on the the pumpernickel bread. Oh, the, the same bread again? No, same no, bread no, again? Something else. No, 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 no. Because okay. we got to go in different order. Okay, all right. Because of the spreads. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. So this the, is the pumpernickel. Yeah. Taste taste this spread. This one's gross. I would never eat this on my toast. Tastes good. Oh, oh, I know what this is. What is it? Oh. Is this mint jelly? It is <laughs> mint flavored apple jelly. Yeah. And whenever I saw that, I was like, that just basically sounds like toothpaste. Oh, this is great. Oh, it, so, d- it does taste like toothpaste, but I want to eat more of it. Interesting. I would never eat that on my toast ever. Oh, dude, that was incredible. If that's the worst you got, well, I'm fine. Then you've got it. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's the worst I've got or not. Okay. All okay. Right. Here's the second one. This one is on the potato bread. Oh, the I love this bread. Okay. It's good bread. Oh, it's spicy. Oh, no. Oh, oh God. I shouldn't go into it. it. Ah! <laughs> oh. oh, God. It's so spicy. Oh, <laughs> my mouth. Do you need the milk or anything? You hate, I hate milk. milk. Oh, oh, take it away. Take you're it away. totally out of there. Take it away. You should have given this to me last. <laughs> well, no. I wanted to give you something else last. Oh, my God. I might be able to taste the last one. Uh, I mean, it's peppers. I can yeah. tell you that much. Okay. Um uh, all right, it's really spicy, but there's a sweetness to it. There it is. Yeah, it's it's called savory sweet heat. That's like oh, the, nailed it. Well, okay. no, that's not the that's not the name of the the, the jam, but oh. that like has it has it on the can or on the. Oh, bottom. okay. All right, chipotle. No, okay. It's hot jalapeno. It is jalapeno. Pepper jelly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I actually like that more than okay. I thought I would. I'm gonna hand you this one. This is on the the. This is on the Texas no, toast. Texas toast. Okay. And, no, 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 no. Don't turn it. Don't turn it. Go this way. Go straight, Why? straight in. Well, it's great. It's this is the good one. I'm scared. No, okay. this is a good one. I'm I'm interested to see if you can get it right. This is Nutella. It it's it kind of. What do you mean, kind of? Take take a take a bite from that side. There you go. It is hazelnut spread, but what kind of hazelnut spread? What Reese's peanut butter cup Nutella? No, I thought about getting that one for you. I saw that there. Yeah, I would have liked that. Yeah, I thought about it. Instead, I, I got this one. Well, it all right, well, great. it's Nutella. It's what is chocolate it? Chocolate cheesecake hazelnut. Wow. There's some cheesecake in there. Really? Yeah, that's what it, or apparently, that uh, you can't taste it, so. Uh-oh. I mean, I guess. I just hate the chocolate. I'm going to eat this whole thing. Yeah, no, I don't do, I don't blame you. I'm about to get me a piece here in a second, too. All right, so. <laughs> that was fun. So you went, what, three of six? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I went three of six. You went four and a half of six. So We're pretty Kyle, good. Kyle wins the competition. That's okay. That was great. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks to Rod Blackstone. For Kyle Yeomans, this is David Gunn signing off here on Expanding the Grid.